0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In Due Time. I'm your host, Deanne Erica. Thank you so very much for joining me. I'm delighted that we are meeting again. So the topic of this episode is present. I had the pleasure, it was actually a great honor, of presenting two workshops to a women's retreat group in Sparrow Bush, New York. Last week and it was a wonderfully moving experience. This particular group of women were just amazing with their simple dignity, their, their quiet strength, and their absolute sweet resilience. They demonstrated that sweet resilience of the female species. And for this particular group, what was also amazing was that I was able to witness the amazing power of spirit in action. Let me explain what I mean by that. This was a group of Christian women who came from different churches and had gathered together for this retreat. And the focus of the retreat was was being still. How do you become still and connect to God. What surprised them about my presentation is the fact that I shared with them that I actually don't go to church. I'm not a member of any church. I've not been to church in over 12 years. Now, let me just be clear about something. I have a fantastic, amazing, every day, every minute relationship with God. So, as I explained to them, I'll share with you. You don't have to go to church. I don't have to go to church or into a building that represents that kingdom of worship in order to connect to God, just like I don't need to be connected to anyone else in order for God to wake me up in the morning. I don't need to be connected to anybody else to make my breath go in and out. I inhale and I exhale the ocean that I love to be near, the water that's moving down a river the sun that's rising, the moon that comes and goes. God is the one, that universal force, that energy, that spirit, whatever it is that you want to call it, that force that is greater than human beings. That is what I acknowledge. And that's what I've told my kids to acknowledge as well. So whether you choose to call it God or you choose to call it by some other name, at the end of the day, the most important thing is to recognize that there is a power that is way greater than man, than human beings. And this is what I have a connection to. So the ladies in the group were very surprised as they they shared with me individually after my talk. um, Many of them just said they were really surprised that I didn't go to church. And like I said, I don't have to go to church to have that connection. One of the things that I also received from them was just how moved they were by the simple examples that we talked about and the way in which the information was presented. When I do workshops, I make it clear that I'm not there to teach anyone anything. I am actually there to remind people about the power and the greatness that they already have. I am there to show them the connection between their everyday actions and things that they already know how to do. And then this yearning that we all have to fulfill our purpose, to understand what our mission is, to really understand why is it that we are here at this place meaning here on earth at this particular time. Why weren't we here 50 years from now or 400 years ago or 200 years in the future? Why are we here and now at this particular time? Why are we present? And so by the examples that I used, I was able to demonstrate to them ways in which they could go back out beyond this retreat and be still and be present, and really be able to connect to spirit, and to hear that voice, to hear that guidance, to hear their questions answered. Now, the age range of this group of ladies is anywhere from, let's say, late 20s, early 30s, all the way up to the eldest person that I spoke to there was 82. What I found really fascinating about mother, and that's what I'm going to call her mother, is that This elder shared with me that she did not know her parents. She did not know her grandparents because her parents died when she and her sister were very young. They were about two, three years old. And so they didn't know their parents. But she um, was married, had been married, had children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And she said to me, you know, I really loved the message in your workshops because I felt like God was talking directly to me. And I asked her, why was that? And she said, because the messages that she got from the workshop answered questions that only she and God knew she had asked. That brought tears to my eyes. That truly did. Because... It reminded me that we have no idea really of the power of our words or how those words are connecting and making other people feel. One of the things that I also talked about at the workshop was the fact that we have to be really clear about our intention. If your intention is good, but the ultimate outcome may not be to your liking or it may be something that may be considered other than good. That doesn't take away from the fact that your intention was good. And that's the thing that's most important when you're taking action. What is your intention? Now, regarding being present, one of the things that I also demonstrated was the ways in which we think that we're fully consciously present and we're actually not. So one of the ladies in the group was sitting With we had done some moving around in the workshop because I love to do that too. And she was sitting in a chair and had the things her jacket, her pocketbook, um, a, a notebook that she was writing in. These things were she was holding in her lap because the chair that she had laid them on there was someone sitting in the chair. So I was passing out a box of raisins in preparation for doing the raisin meditation and we just I rested on top of the pile that she had in her hands and I said okay now let's look exact at a, let's look for example at when we say that we're ready to receive right so if someone wants to give her in her case I was handing her the box of raisins but she didn't have any space in her hands to be able to receive it so she said oh, you know it's okay it was fine just rest it right here on top of the things she already had in her hands Now here's the thing about this, if you picture this, this is a lot of times what we do when we're asking the universe to grant us a wish or asking God for petition or asking our ancestors to be present in order to make some connection, to deliver something to us. Have we cleared the way to receive the thing that we're asking for? Have we cleared the way? Because if your hands are full of other things that you're holding on to, then you're truly not ready to receive whatever it is that you're asking for. Because you have to be fully present. You have to be in that time and that place. You have to be ready to receive. So when you are asking, are you really ready to receive? Do you have hands to be able to receive it? Is your heart open to receive it? Have you cleared a path and a space in your life to receive the gift, the present that you're asking for? And if you haven't, then do you wonder why you haven't received it? Stop wondering. Is there a place for it to land in your life? Is there a place where it can fill that spot in your life because if you haven't cleared a spot for it, maybe that's what you should start working on before you go asking for things. And when you're wondering why you haven't received it, that may be the answer because you haven't cleared a spot for it. The other really interesting thing about being present is that a lot of times we may think that we really are focused on the moment physically we're there but mentally we may be somewhere else. So one of the other exercises that I did with the workshop was trying out or rather sharing with them different techniques of ways in which to be still. Now I've often heard the phrase, you know, you have to meditate, you have to clear your mind. I really don't know how to do that because there's always thoughts going through my mind. Slow them down, speed them up, connect them together, rip them apart, but there're always thoughts going through my mind. So it took A long time for me to realize that okay, how about if I try this? Let me not focus on the words, because words then lead to thoughts, and that's what makes me I'm off and I'm running. How about instead focusing on a sound? Or like we did with the raisin meditation, you focus on the taste of the raisin. So in doing the exercise where we were listening to music was instrument instrumental music I noticed that in asking people to be still that there were some people who they were drumming to the beat you're now not focused on being still you are now not focused on just the sound. You're now focused on something else that's causing you to listen to the beat and to string it all together. And sure enough, when we ended that exercise and I asked some of the individuals, okay, what what was going through your mind? Because even though your eyes were closed and the purpose was for us to be still and just focus on the sound, your fingers were strumming a beat. And she said, yeah, I was. she was actually thinking about how could she play that that tune that she was listening to, how could she play that tune? So again, we think that we're still, we think that we're focused on that thing that's happening in that moment when we're really not. We're really not. And it's really important for us to realize that there is such majestic magnificence in being still because it is in those times and those moments when we're still that we're truly able to receive whether it's calm, whether it's peace whether it's an enlightenment an understanding that light bulb goes off whether it's simply a moment where we focus on our breathing and we're able to truly embrace just in that moment just the joy of being here of being alive there is a lot that happens in the moments in which we are still There is a lot to be gained from simply being present, fully present, not just physically there, but actually mentally there, totally engaged in that moment. And this is the thing. It doesn't have to be for hours. It doesn't have to be for half an hour. My gosh, it doesn't even have to be for five minutes. The truth is you can be still for a whopping 90 seconds or 60 seconds, and it can make all the difference. So whether it's that you're choosing to listen to a sound or you're choosing to just focus on your breathing, at the end of the day, I promise you, if you try this even one time, just being present, you would be amazed. And the more that you do this is the stronger it will get and the more you will notice the responses that you'll receive in terms of how you feel about yourself, what you are able to hear, the enlightenment that you're able to receive, the aha moments that will occur, they are so very much there when we are still and present. So, challenge of the week. You know, within due time, we always have a challenge of the week. So this week's challenge is this. Can you remember the last time that you were physically, and mentally present. What was it like? If you were outside, what was the sky like? What was the weather like? Were you by water? Was the water calm? Were there waves? Was it an ocean or was it a lake? Were you in a park? Was it sunny? Was it windy? What was the grass like? What were the trees like? Were you fully present? And what was that like? The challenge of the day is this. When is the last time that you can recall that you were fully present? As always, I always want to hear about your challenge. I always want to hear your feedback. So please send an email to induetimepodcast at gmail.com. Again, the email is podcast at gmail.com. It has been my absolute pleasure to share this time with you. And I know that we will speak again. And until we do, take care.